this episode of Offstage and Unbound, we'll speak to Dwight Roden, visionary choreographer, former Alvin Ailey dancer, and artistic director and co-founder of Complexions Contemporary Ballet. Complexions will bring its acclaimed David Bowie tribute, Stardust, to the Music Center from April 20th through April 22nd. Dwight, welcome back to Los Angeles and to Offstage and Unbound. I always like to start these podcasts with an understanding of an artist's journey. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into dance and how you moved into becoming a choreographer? Sure. Um, You know, I started dancing very late. I started dancing when I was 18. Um, I'm from Ohio. And um, I never really knew anything about or like a formal uh, art form, really. My sisters took ballet, but I never really watched or took them seriously. I wasn't really interested, but I always danced. We always danced around our house. I had a very sort of music uh, enthusiastic family. We always played music and we always danced. And I would be uh, making up, you know, elaborate routines <laughs> even at a young age. And when I was in high school, there was a there was always a um, a dance contest on the weekends, and I would always enter into the dance contest. And I had already, you know, these were social dances, so no formal training. I didn't even know what a plie was, to be wow. honest. And I basically would make up these routines, and I would compete. And I wouldn't ever really win. I would always get like second place or something like that. Part of the problem there was that I was very skinny. Uh, (laughs) I had a girl who was a little bit more voluptuous and I couldn't really do lifts. And all of the other (laughs) dancers who entered the contest would do, you know, some lifts and and things like that. So I really couldn't do any of that. But there was one girl um, actually from DCDC, Dayton Contemporary Dance Company, which is where I'm from. That company is still thriving there, who said, you know what, you're really talented. You need to come over and take a real dance class. I think you have something special. So I listened to her and I went over to the school and I saw this amazing group of dancers. You know, there was a form, there was discipline, there was, (laughs) you know, it was a dance company. There was ballet class. It was uh, something I had never even saw, and I just kind of fell in love. And so from that moment on, I mean, literally was hooked. I played instruments. I was in the drama club. I did all this stuff, but nothing really hit. I wasn't taking anything seriously. And I was a senior in high school, and for me, the world stopped, and I was like, that's it. Got to do it. And so that's how I started. Um, And again, I didn't even know the word choreography. But of course, you know, here I am (laughs) starting to dance in this company where they they basically took me in because they needed men (laughs) not because I was good enough (laughs) and I could move a little bit so it was a contemporary company and I remember saying um looking and saying you know oh well I want to choreograph for the company now I mean you know ignorance is bliss I didn't know that you had to go through years and years so what she let me do after about six months in was choreograph on you know about I guess a small a class do their end of the year um, dance for some twelve year old little girls, and I started to choreograph. So really, all along, dancing and making up routines or making up dances was always a part of what I did. And even before I knew it, I was making up these these dances. And when I found out that that was also an art form, I was just sold. So all along awesome. the way, I kind of 
you know, just kept kept going and kept making things. And and I created all 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 along. I created stuff. I won't say it was choreography at the beginning, but right. it was something. <laughs> and um, I danced with DCDC. Then I went on to dance with uh, Le Ballet Jazz de Montreal. I trained. Uh huh. Um, in New York in the summer, sometimes at Joffrey and uh-huh. um, Dance Theater Harlem. Um, and then, of course, I got into the Ailey Company. Um, I was just very impetuous, just didn't really know a lot and just went for it. Of course, I had a big success there in my first piece um, that Alvin actually saw me do in the school and uh, critiqued me in front of the entire uh, oh my student gosh. body, which was very embarrassing. And it was my very first piece, but he was very supportive. And then Judith Jamison, of course, gave me my chance, saw the talent, I guess, and said, um, do a piece for the company. And then I, then it just kind of went. Mm-hmm. And I quit dancing um, rather early in 1994, left the Ailey Company, and Desmond and I started Complexions. Here we are 25 years later. Amazing. Now, what are your parents supportive of your artistic inclinations or your dance inclinations? Uh, to a point, my mother was. I mean, I, my dad lived overseas in Germany. Um, he didn't really get a chance to see until the Ailey Company was on tour in Europe, and then he saw it, and he was, you know, all about it. My mom, initially, I worked at a grocery store when I was 16 as a as a cashier, and she was like, no, you have to stay there. Don't give up that job. I was like, nope. <laughs> as soon as I saw the dance class, I was like, no, I'm doing this. So initially, no, because we were very much a four years of college minimum in my family, you know, was right. that kind of a of a situation. Um, arts were not really huge. Of course, music was big, but to make it a career was not necessarily something that people in my family thought was a for sure shot. So she was right. always like, back yourself up, back yourself up. Right. You know? Keep the option of being a dentist alive, right? So <laughs> you always have something yeah. to fall back on, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you founded Complexions, Desmond was also, he was in Ailey too as well? He was dancing with you in Ailey at that time? Yeah. Yeah, we were in Ailey. I met Desmond maybe the year before I auditioned because I auditioned three times to get into Ailey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third time I got the I got the job. But I knew Desmond maybe one year before. Okay. And um, once I got into the company, he and I became, you know, really close. I started to choreograph on him at home. Uh-huh. And we literally used to make up phrases um, in the living room. Wow. Just phrases of movement. You know, by the time I got to Ailey, I was very much... I thought I was a bunhead. Um, I was very, I was enthralled with ballet. Everyone was pushing me into the classical direction, but I thought, oh, I'm too old. I'm not going to, I don't know about putting on those white tights and doing straight classical. I thought I took another direction. And then Desmond was, you know, he was really influenced by like my classical training. So he wanted to get a little bit more of that. And then I needed to let go and move a little bit more. I needed to loosen up Uh uh, when I was in the Ailey company. So we kind of helped each other develop another side of ourselves. And at the same time, I was making choreography. And I mean, I had been bitten by that choreography, but I was crazy. I mean, every moment we had where we weren't in rehearsal, I was somewhere in a studio making up something. Oh, excellent. So with Complexions, how did that come about and why did you choose the name that you did? You know, what were you hoping for? Um, Des and I, well, 
I was leaving the Ailey Company in 1994. Devlin was moving to Europe to dance with Billy over uh-huh. in Frankfurt Ballet. Right. So we didn't. We were not trying to start a company. You know, I had been in the company for seven years. He had been in the company for eight years at the Ailey Company, and we just needed to explore some other different things. You know, we had a great time there, danced a lot, but we wanted something else. And what we, our idea was to do a project, and we were just going to invite all of our friends, people we respected, everyone from, you know, Julie Kent from ABT to Joffrey dancers to some dancers from the Ailey Company, of course, and just all kinds of dancers, bringing them under one roof and making a show, a project. Right. And um, it was all about, like, exploration, and uh, I think we, we got 33 dancers. No one got paid. Wow. I think at the end of the, I think at the, end of the first concert, I gave everybody 100 bucks. I mean, and it was... <laughs> the lush <laughs> we, life. Like, it was at Symphony Space. There were uh-huh. lines around the block. We had three performances, and we didn't really set out to do anything except you know, explore and have a good time with people we respect. And we also wanted to bring the ballet world closer to the contemporary world. And we also right. had some break dancers. I mean, it was, it was crazy, the first concert. I think more or less we sat in the tech rehearsal at, at Symphony Space on 95th and Broadway, and we looked at each other, and it was just such an amazing feeling watching these dancers who would have never even necessarily touched each other. Or, right. you know, I had made pot of this for dancers who were completely from different worlds of dance. And we just said, we got to do something with this. And that's when we, we decided in that tech rehearsal, let's start a company. Right. Wow. And uh, I think the, the name came from a dinner conversation when we named the project, which was just a whole lot of sitting around a table thinking of what we could name something that, you know, really toasted the idea of diversity and, you know, right. multiculturalism. And back then we were just all about bringing all these different things together under one roof. Right. So clearly the issue of inclusion and diversity is something that is an issue that faces the dance world, very much the ballet world, although things have made strides. Do you see Complexions as a role model in that respect? I do now. Um, And I've been told by, you know, many luminaries within the field that we have made such a big imprint or put down a footprint of that. I didn't realize what we were doing. I do now realize that we made some huge strides in the field of contemporary ballet, bringing the modern world, modern dance, contemporary ballet, and classical dance together. Just sheerly out of what Complexions has presented over these 25 years, you know, through the music, through the movement, and certainly through the cast of dancers. Right. Not only with different backgrounds of dance, but certainly from the outside, you can see that our company is pretty multicultural. And that was part of what it is that was important to Desmond and I, because we wanted to just send a simple message and it's, and, and it's not a new message, but it's a, it's a message of unity. And that was our main mission, is that we were going to have a message. The company used to be called, well, it still is, really. Uh, corporations called Complexions a Concept in Dance. Hmm. So it was all about just the concept of showing harmony with all of these different things under one roof, working in a harmonious way, um, these seemingly different qualities. So it was it was all about that. And I think we have done something. I think we've inspired a lot of young people over the years. And I think maybe we put down a footprint. But I, you know, I haven't even had the time to even, you know, sometimes step back and take a look. 
um, I guess recently I have, and I, I, I do hear from a lot of people that we, you know, did sort of lay groundwork for something that really didn't exist because everybody was talking about it in 1994, but not necessarily doing it. Right. Right. We are now doing it big and, you know, big and bold here. Right. Um, right. In the dance world. Exactly. <laughs> I want to turn attention towards the upcoming shows. It's clear that David Bowie is important to you. And in fact, you started working on the tribute before he died in January 2016. What inspired you to create uh, Stardust? I think I wanted to be David Bowie, first of all. Ah, (laughs) excellent. When I was in high school and, you know, throughout, I think that I I really responded to, um, you know, being a young guy who was finding himself in the middle of Ohio. Um, uh, You know, you look at, you know, rock stars and and people, you know, like him and Michael Jackson and, and, and those kind of people. You're really influenced by what's happening in music. And David Bowie always was somebody that I just looked at. I just loved. You know, the fact that he was a chameleon, I love the fact that um, he he it has really, really um, touched almost every genre of music, of pop music, whether it was punk, you know, rock and roll, R&B. I mean, it, he just really didn't, he wasn't afraid. And I think that that courageous spirit, that that idea of being able to cross the line and, and, and blur the lines, if you want, was very attractive to me. I think because I also come from a, a very multicultural family, multiracial family. You know, I have a, a redhead Irish grandmother, and and I just looked at her and then looked at my cousins. I mean, we were a very diverse family. So I feel like my attraction to what David Bowie was about had a lot to do with almost even what Complexions has ended up being as a dance company, which is all of those different things. And he was so, I think, uh, expressive uh-huh. and, you know, a little weird. And I say that weird <laughs> and wonderful, but like he was just strange in the most beautiful way. So I was really attracted to and the music. I'm still in love with the music. I mean, the, the hardest thing for me was to, to get this down to a one act work at this particular time that I put it together because it was just so much music. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I mean, he has a huge catalog. How did you select? Well, it was longer before. <laughs> it was a little bit longer, and then I just said, no, I got to get it, you know, to a place that, um, you know, also because, it, you know, there was a certain amount of funding, you know, it always comes right. back to the dollars and cents sometimes. It, there was a certain amount of funding I had, there was a certain amount of time, and I needed to kind of carve out something, um, you know, I had the most amazing time making it, but I, I had to carve out something that was, you know, substantial, also, I just wanted to pay tribute, but I, I had a hard time um, just even thinking about, okay, well, what is the art to, you know, a one-act work? How do I get there? Um, I was just like, you know, there was a little frustration because I was like, geez, this music, and I don't, I don't even know how to stop at uh-huh. this point. But somehow, you know, over the time, Desmond is also very um, helpful sometimes in the in the studio with that part of the process, and we... We do a lot of talking, collaborating, watching the dancers, and we're like, okay, well, I think we've got it about here, about Uh a little under 40 minutes, and uh, so let's stop here. I think you know, Rachel, I want to do a full evening. I'd like to continue, but right now, 
we've got this one. <laughs> Excellent. No, no, this is awesome. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you've done a number of these artist-focused tribute pieces to you 2 and to Stevie Wonder and even yeah. a piece done to Earth, Metallica. Marvin Gaye. Um, it strikes me that they're accessible. They're sort of a way in for people who may be nervous about going to a dance performance. Mm-hmm. But do you also find that when you are uh, so focused on a specific artist who may still be alive, is there unique challenges around that? I think there is. I felt a huge responsibility to do, number one, to try to do a good job. You know, I do a ton of research, hours and hours of listening to music, um, reading on them, their journey as an artist, what they've done, what they wanted to do, what is their philosophy. And I try to like honor some part of what their spirit is, the spirit of their work, and certainly their music. So it is a challenge in that way, because I take it seriously. And I tell the dancers, I was like, listen, this is iconic music. It's the same way I tell them, I said, you know, sometimes when we're dancing to Bach, these are masters, these are masterpieces. So we have to be masterful. Uh, How can we do that? Listen, because sometimes, you know, as dancers, you're really just like focused on, oh, what are the steps? What do I have to do? Right. And I'm like, no, really listen. I always try to give the dancers the music. I want them to know it like the back of their hand and really get into it. And, and, you know, the dancers really got into the Bowie thing. They went home and researched it because some of the dancers have, you know, they're young. They didn't really know Bowie. Right. I know. <laughs> and they went, you know, and they got into it. And now you've, I've got a whole bunch of Bowie lovers in the company because they're like, oh, my God, how did I not know? I was like, you're just young. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about Bach 25 and Gutter Glitter, the other two pieces? Sure. Gutter Glitter was premiered in 2017. I think it was January. Um it's a piece that's really about the music is all different, mixed and 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 very sampled and layered electronica music. It is a big company work, and it's really about rising from the bottom. It's about like discovering the light from a, a very low place, and it's kind of about hope. Um, it takes on a very urban with a little bit of handle mixed in there. There's some handle. Excellent. Um, mixed in with the um, electronica score. So it's really about arising from the bottom and, and finding that spark of beauty and inspiration. And that's what that one is. Bach 25 is a new work, and it is about love and connection. And it really is focused on relationships. A lot of pas de deux work. Desmond is also in this. He does a solo near the end, if not the end. And it's to all different pieces of Bach. And also I use some people who interpreted Bach, very classic things like Goldberg Uh variations and things like that. So music you will recognize and sometimes you will hear almost like an improvisation on the Bach, but it's still very classical um, and in some instances minimal, minimalistic, a lot of space. Um, So this is the fourth time that Complexions is coming back to Los Angeles to perform at the Music Center, and we are very excited that you're coming. Do you find that there is something special about L.A. audiences? Um, I have over the time. I mean, you know, I've been so thrilled that we've been able to come back to the Music Center and, you know, Again, repeatedly, um, I've noticed that the audiences there really respond well to complexions. I feel they there's some sort of a 
alliance that we've formed over the years, and we've really somehow formed an audience there in, uh-huh. in, a, in a wonderful way. And it might be that the accessibility of the work, maybe uh-huh. like the things that you just spoke about, Rachel, like, for instance, you know, the fact that we do might have a YouTube piece or a David Bowie piece on the right. program. Although I think, you know, L.A. is associated sometimes with, you know, more commercial dance or... Right you know, Hollywood and all of that, I think dance has developed much more deeply there now. So I think maybe there's also a relationship to the idea of commercial, but also somehow the audiences relate to the physicality, athleticism, I don't know, possibly the the passion of the company. Uh But whatever it is, there's definitely, you know, some sort of an attraction there from both sides, I hope. Oh, yeah. No, we're very excited. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us, and we will see you on the stage soon. We certainly will. Looking forward to it. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Music Center's podcast series, Offstage and Unbound. For more information about our dance series, Gloria Kaufman Presents Dance at the Music Center, please visit our website at musiccenter.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast series on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Rachel Moore. Music